1: Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the explaining dreams and sounding dumb of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and still to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy whose dreams never sound silly, Josh, how are you doing?
0: The sounding dumb of the board with video games. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm not watching football, Kyle. I don't know if you are, but I'm getting text messages. The most recent one I just got now is... The NFL is doing super spreader events. It's pretty wild. Both games today have had so many people in the stadium. I was not aware of that.
1: I don't have a way to watch football because I don't have, well, I guess I could try to get an antenna and see if I could, but like, I don't have a streaming service right now. Like like I totally have cut off of yeah. sling and all of those things. Like I don't have any of those. So we just have, you know, Netflix and like, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't really have a way to watch football. But also, I don't know the last time I really watched an NFL game. So, yeah, I don't know that <laughs> what I can say about it. Uh, I know that uh, your quarterback won. Yeah,
0: you know, it's funny. I, I'm not bitter about Tom Brady leaving. I just uh-huh. don't think that this is – I just – I gave football a pass. It's not a, It's not a football year. Nothing – like half of the players were sick or opted out. Or got sick and came back or like, for, I just kind of gave it a pass. I'm just pulling up really quick um highlight on YouTube from a Josh Allen pass. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in the stadium. <laughs> it's not packed, but there's a lot of people there. And I can't imagine that there's a, a tough mask wearing policy when everyone's probably drinking beers. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, how do you wear a mask and drink a beer, Josh? You can't. Exactly. You got to take that mask off to drink that beer.
0: Exactly. Now, what I don't want is the Buffalo Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I would love to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, uh, even if it's not with us. Uh, I do not want to see the Bills even have a chance to win the Super Bowl, so the Chiefs better pull it together.
1: (laughs) Well, I think they are ahead currently, I believe. So there's that.
0: Yeah, I didn't I but, watched two football games this year. They were both Patriots games. Uh and I you know had to watch Cam Newton be not Tom Brady for two games. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough year next or this year when if football comes back for real.
1: Uh yeah, we I've had this conversation with others in my uh office via Zoom. About how college football, kind of all the stuff this year, like every everything should have basically an asterisk, right? Because it's not. Yeah. I mean, yes, the people played for real and they did their stuff for real, but it wasn't necessarily all teams at their best being able to perform like they could in typical conditions. And maybe there's something to be said for. Uh, being successful in these situations, like maybe that is its own separate special thing, so we we shouldn't be giving things asterisks. But another part of me is the fact that you know Iowa State was actually a decent football team this year in college football, and that like never happens. So there, it just has to be an asterisk year because like, you right. know, Iowa State won a bowl game and uh, like a legitimate like top five <laughs> bowl game, and that doesn't happen. So. There's a lot of reasons for asterisks in sports this year, uh, slash, you know, end of last year into this year. But speaking of sports, Josh, you know, I'm a big MMA fan, which I know you're not necessarily a big MMA fan, but I have to say, pretty pleased about good guy Dustin Poirier knocking out uh, (laughs) Conor McGregor yesterday. I was pretty stoked about that fact, Uh, and I find it very humorous too that, you know, before the event happened. Dana White who's the president of the UFC was making all of these uh there he was having a lot of work and, and making a lot of comments about people who are illegally streaming their events and they they wanted to make an example out of some people. And you know they're charging 70 bucks for pay-per-views now the UFC is. Wow. And you have to be a subscriber to ESPN Plus to even be able to buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> so you have to pay 5 bucks a month to be part of ESPN Plus <laughs> to give you the access to order the pay-per-view. Wow. In the United States at least. And then last night's pay per view, people couldn't access it. Oh no! Because the system, there were so many people trying to order it that this, literally the system went down. So <laughs> you have MMA journalists being like, "Yeah, you know, when you are going to tell people not to pirate your thing, you should probably have a system in place that ensures people who pay for it can actually watch it." Right. Like, so and they did get it sorted out, and it was all fine by the end. But I just thought that was humorous. I'm not a huge fan of Dana White in general, <laughs> so. Uh, You know, and not that I'm advocating for pirating $70 pay-per-views of things, but, you know, when I, I, I think <laughs> that when only 15% of revenues go to fighters in the UFC, that maybe if I pay, wow. you know, yeah, right, whereas every other major sports is 50-50 split. Uh, in the UFC uh is somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent goes to the fighters and eighty to eighty five percent stays with the UFC, which is why Dana White is absolutely rich and most fighters have to still work other jobs. Because you know that's the way it is, right? Like when you're in the NFL. No, like, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll fight somewhere else. You have to, you know, work a part time job while you're <sighs> still practicing and stuff, because that's the way that should be. But uh anyway, it's probably a different topic for a different day. But anyway, really happened for Dustin Poirier. Also because he's like Another thing about challenging you about being a UFC fan is the more you get to know some of these fighters, sometimes you're like, oh, goodness, maybe I, it's really hard to be a fan of you. But Dustin Poirier <laughs> is one of the legitimate guys in the sport. He has a, a foundation that does amazing work. He's very um, focused on his family, like just a great, wholesome, good dude that like no one in the business has anything bad to say about. All he just seems like a genuinely nice person, nice, uh, which is great. Nice to see him get a big win. He's been on the cusp for a long time, uh, and I've been a fan of his for a long time, so it's nice to see him be get that big win last night. That was great. But Josh, we also had what was supposed to be our largest snowstorm of the season. Oh, and we got like a half inch. Good, yeah, I know. I went to go shovel <laughs> and I was like, I actually, like. Went out and got gas from my snowblower because I was like, ooh, it's getting pretty low and my little gas can is out. So I'm like, well, before it starts snowing here, I'm going to go get gas. And there was like a whole bunch of other people doing the same thing I was because we were supposed to get all the snow. So then I wake up this morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to go get out, go out there this morning and clear off the snow. And I was like, I not have enough snow blow. I guess I'll grab the shovel. <laughs> just kind of pushing stuff all- snow around my driveway. Just trying to clear things off. So when the sun came out, it would melt it better. But uh, yeah, so, you know. Still, really no snow here, Josh. I don't understand what's happening.
0: I mean, I could explain it to you, but I want to wait until we get out of February before I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We have some, like we—I mean, we have a few inches, just because we've gotten like an inch or two four or five times at this point. But we've never yeah. had a big dump yet this year, so which is okay by me. That is for sure. But
0: I hear you. We're counting our blessings here too.
1: Because you guys haven't had a big storm yet. Either. We had one I mean.
0: big storm, and that was it. So and then everything else did. It, did everything ahead.
1: melt from that, or do you still have the snow? From oh, that? it melted like three days later.
0: Yeah, it was like fifty degrees three days later.
1: Yeah, early season storms, just the way it goes. So cool. Hey, anything else we want to talk about before we get started with the show?
0: No, I mean people are probably like wondering when the board and video games start.
1: <laughs> oh, probably. Hey, we should probably get to those, eh? Hey? <laughs> So thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, check out at Board with Fiji on Twitter, or check out all of the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with vg. We're proud of Part Play some video games and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far. And if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com PSVG. But the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast, as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. Josh, what is your first topic this week?
0: Well, my first topic is just something I don't even really want to cover, but because we talk about video games, we should do it. Right, that's our job.
1: <laughs> Low-paying job. We unpaid got
0: that. job. Um, that's right. So, earlier in the week, or well, last week for you folks listening, uh, actually, no, it was Saturday. It wasn't even earlier in the week. It was a couple of days ago. <laughs> uh, Xbox put out some information, uh, basically letting people know that the price of Xbox Live Gold, which is... Currently, well, officially, Xbox's only way of playing, uh, not official, not only way, their official way of playing games online. I don't, I keep saying only, and that's not true. Uh, It's uh, Microsoft's official way of playing games uh, like Fortnite, Call of Duty, anything that requires online multiplayer for the most part, Um, that they're not just increasing the price in the middle of a pandemic, but doubling the price in the middle of a pandemic. Um, from $60 a year to $120 a year. Uh, so yeah, uh, Discord blew up. The internet blew up. Uh, I think for the most part, rightfully so. Uh, it, it kind of struck on this nerve that if you're in these circles, these Xbox circles, or maybe just games circles in general, people have been talking about why hasn't Microsoft gotten rid of Xbox Live Gold already? And now they're going to double the price. And like it's just I think it came out of nowhere. Everyone was surprised. In in a world where more most people were suspecting them ending it, they get this news we're like, "Hey, sorry, but we're going to we're doubling down literally on this program." And um unfortunately, yeah, it didn't take too long but a few hours later um or uh, uh, half a day later microsoft came back um and they tweeted today was not great uh we always try to do our best for you and today we missed the mark we hear you and we're reversing our xbox live gold pricing updates so i don't really want to harp on that specifically like i don't want to talk about them doubling the price I don't, because I really don't understand. So I think it came from the, to pushing, they want to push people into Game Pass. I think that's like a no brainer, right? But there was no messaging around that. And they didn't even advertise Game Pass in that. They weren't like, hey, maybe now's the time to look at Game Pass. Or don't forget, Game Pass has all these great options for this price for a year. That wasn't even like, just kind of put, it was just kind of saying like, hey, here's our update on what we're doing. And if you're already a subscriber, you're fine until your subscription expires, which, you know, and then when it renews, I think they said it would renew at your current price. So as long as you didn't miss any payments or had to cancel for some reason, you would be able to keep it at that price. Uh, But overall, uh, people who are trying to get consoles still would have to be paying $120 if they weren't getting Game Pass. Um, and, and I thought about people I work with, there's, uh, I think about it, there's like eight people that I work with that have eight Xboxes and I'm the only one with Game Pass because they just don't have any interest in it. Now, and I know there's an argument for saying just get Game Pass, everyone should have Game Pass, but then that's also $60 more a year than the doubled price of gold. And if people are literally only using it for Fortnite or Call of Duty like get it for get Game Pass isn't a good answer for those people I don't think um so before I ask you my big question wh- what are your thoughts on um the price hike the reversal uh and things of that nature
1: I honestly don't <sighs> I feel like I was about the only person who didn't have an opinion on this and maybe that's I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pushover, but <laughs> I expect prices for things to go up from time to time. Yeah. And I, I feel like games with... I, I, I mean, Xbox Live Gold, I don't feel like has gone up in a really long time.
0: It's been a long time, yeah.
1: And obviously, doubling, it's a lot, right? that That's not the typical... Uh, increase you see you know something maybe goes up you know we're used to netflix going up a buck or two a month we're not used to it (laughs) doubling and granted you know that doesn't mean it's you'd have to it's the same cost obviously as that but this does seem and there was some conversation about is this really a move to just try to quote unquote force people or really encourage people to go to game pass and if that's what they wanted to do why not just eliminate gold and say hey we're converting you all to game pass month from like whatever you've paid up through is going to be the same and that you're going to get a you know we're increasing the price of gold to 10 bucks a month or whatever and but you're all but it's just going to basically be that you're like all just moving to game pass like that's it like it's all just becoming one thing 10 bucks a month and i think right now with because with xbox live just for the console version it is 10 bucks a month right for Game Pass, and then fifteen is ultimate. Is that right? Fifteen
0: is ultimate. Yeah, so it's one eighty. You're right. It's one eighty for ultimate, and then one twenty for
1: regular. For regular, and that and the one twenty though. Does the one twenty include go- uh, Xbox Live Gold? Or yeah,
0: not? I think. Uh, let me look it up. I think gold is included in um, Game Pass. Any
1: version, any type of Game Pass you have. So that's probably. It's an interesting thing that as people who are super in the end, in- like in quote unquote the no and regularly thinking about this but like i just pay for it or like buy my months when they're on sale and all that stuff and plug it in so i never really think about what's included with it yeah if that makes sense you know because i'm like you know like psn i'm paid for through like 2024 or something like that so i just never think about it what's what's all in it i don't know so game pass doesn't include gold The regular game pass, regular game
0: pass, ten bucks a month. It doesn't include gold.
1: Okay, so it's only if you get ultimate that includes gold. Yeah,
0: ultimate includes gold and EA Play.
1: Yeah, so that very clear. Oh, so regular game pass doesn't include EA EA Play play is not
0: listed under regular game pass.
1: Interesting. Okay. And not that that makes it a bad deal by any means. So then, okay, my I take back all my previous statements. <laughs> that would not be a good idea to to increase it to that because it really would, I think, compress the people who are, are on Ultimate versus those who are just regular Game Pass, and Ultimate wouldn't feel like such a good deal then. Because then basically you'd be paying five bucks a month for EA Play, which is actually less than that Correct. per month. So that's really <laughs> not a great idea. Um, but you know, I I think the double was probably the doubling price was probably a bit. Um, if they hadn't gone up that much, I don't think as many people would have cared. You know, if they had added a little bit to the price of gold, I, I think that it would probably would have gone over fine because they could have been like, hey, we haven't raised the price of the service in a gazillion years. Yeah. Um. You know, so here here's the price. I-, I do think that it was interesting that they coincided this with also revealing what has probably been their best month of uh, games with gold in quite some yeah. time. I feel like. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doubling the Five price of it. Games. Here's our best, <laughs> our best month of games with gold we've had in, like, three years. Not really, but... Um, but it got
0: completely buried, for sure. No one was talking about that. Yeah, it did that.
1: get absolutely buried by that. So, yeah, I...
0: I Can you imagine I a world where a kid asks for an Xbox for Christmas, right? I, I know this This is a totally, probably never happened situation, but it could. A mom buys her son an Xbox. Series S, right? Because it was cheaper. Right. He just wants – he gets Game Pass, but then he wants to play a game online, and he can't. So then he finds out, hey, mom, I need Xbox Live Gold. And she goes, okay. So then she signs up for gold. So we, they're paying 120 a year for Game Pass and then 120 a year for gold on top of it. <laughs> right. So they're paying more basically for a year of actually being able to use the console. Yeah. And they paid for the console itself.
1: Which, to be fair, though, that's the point of services, right? The point of services yeah. is, is to get you in – have you pay a recurring cost and have you pay that thing monthly and either forget about it or if you use it, great. But really, they want you to forget about it. Like, that is really the thing they want you to do. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's no different from how accessories are and used to be and, sure. and why consoles are cheaper, cheaper, why the Series S is cheaper. Um There's definitely um, a thing for that. Like, I get I get why they're doing it. I, I honestly, I think I played Devil's Advocate a little bit that they I wasn't surprised or angry that they did it. Um, I think, uh, I think it's just a bad look for them. Like I think, maybe Donnie said this, but like, genuinely, Xbox, who is stellar at their public relations and how they deliver messages, really just like showed up to work drunk that day. <laughs> they didn't realize <laughs> what they were doing because they could have, they could have delivered that message better. I think, and maybe it would have been le- like met with less hostility, but. They did address the fact that they will be working on getting, um, what PlayStation, and T- Nintendo, basically, and PC already have, which is allowing you to play certain games free to play without their service, uh, which is something that they've, you know, they've had to fix for a long time. And, and hopefully this, the bad, the good comes out of the bad in this situation and, and they fix that. And then, you know, if they come back out in a month with a, with a better message, in a better plan to get people in the game, pass, I think they could still raise gold. Uh, I think they could still do that, but they're going to have to do some backtracking. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know when's going to be a good time for that. Where that it's going to be okay for them to raise the price of gold now? I, I think it's going to be a long yeah. time until it's going to be "quote unquote" okay for them to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, mm.
0: so. My last question for you: What do you think? What do we think? What do you think is a fair price? For online gaming services, so right now, PlayStation Plus is seventy a year.
1: Shit. Oh, here's the hard part, Josh, and this is kind of what I was trying to do before. I never pay for full price for it because I always buy it when it's on sale. Yeah, so I don't know. It's sixty or seventy. So it's I'm one in a of the minority.
0: Two. I know everyone keeps saying. I always see like that's the, sl- the slight. I'm not saying you're slighting the price increase, but when you see a price increase, people go. But you know, people never pay full price. I I always pay full price for mine.
1: <laughs> no, and that's and that's fine. But I'm just saying that's why I don't know because I buy you know PlayStation Plus, yeah, once every two or three years at what like when I see it on sale for forty bucks or thirty five bucks or whatever, I'll buy you know a few couple years of it. I think it's sixty or seventy a year.
0: It's it's for one year. On CD keys, it's thirty two dollars right now. Maybe I should. There buy you it. go. <laughs> Maybe I you should, should buy just buy it.
1: some. There you go. And actually, <laughs> CD keys is a great place to get it for cheap. Just make sure it's US, because sometimes they all their stuff at CD keys. Yeah. Is like region. So it's sixty. Specific, so.
0: It's sixty dollars uh, through Sony. Is it really thirty two dollars right now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, Josh, there you go, man.
0: <laughs> Let me check the region. Uh, PS USA. Buy now. <laughs> there you go
1: there you go because cd keys is often where i buy it from and i will buy like two or three years at a time so
0: well now if donny is listening he can literally hear me eating my words
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i do think you are right that there are more people who set up their credit card for a recurring monthly or three month or six month payment and that's and they just don't worry about it i think it's us, the people like us who are really active in the gaming, are are following Wario64 on Twitter. Like, those are the people that is a very small percentage of the people who play games. I do think most people, you know, in the words of Ron Papille, said it and forget it. They put on their credit card and they just <laughs> never think about it again. And then one month, like, I think, genuinely think most people wouldn't have even known that the price of gold was going up until they saw a different charge on their credit card. And they're like, wait a second. Yeah, I thought this was a thirty dollar or whatever, you know, and now it's this, and that's when they would have found out. I genuinely believe that's true for most people.
0: I agree with you.
1: So, yeah, but what do I think is a fair price? That was back to your question. What is
0: what do we think? What's a good price? What is a fair price for? Now, I want to be specific for the ability to play multiplayer games online with friends. You're already spending five, six, seven hundred bucks on a console. Now, I think we have to take into account that we that we should say they'll still offer free games. So I think that should be uh, in there. But like Mm -hmm. we've seen, the like it's tough to keep the caliber of free games, or games included with services, up there. So you know, I don't know if there's a good answer for it.
1: Yeah, I this is a really hard question for me because part of me is like, well, you know, we shouldn't have to pay anything because we've already paid for the game in theory, right? Like that so there's part of me that says that. But if you were suddenly to tell me that hey, and this is true like for Overwatch, you know, a game I still play multiple times a week even though um it's trash. Uh, um, <laughs> that's a discord callback yeah. if you want to join our discord that. and find out that'd be great Um, I, because of the like and when I play that game I'm always playing with friends I'm never just playing with randoms Um, I'm never just going in by myself to play that game uh, the relation, like the people who I play with the most right now are people I met playing overwatch. Like that's how we met each other was by playing overwatch. Uh, I've never met them in person, similar to how you and I have never met in person. Um, but I talked to them multiple times a week. Like I know generally where they live. I got invited to their wedding. Like, so for me, like that connection we have is really important. And there is a price I would pay and actually probably a pretty, I probably would pay $10 a month yeah. to continue to do that so i can hang out with them you know and i think the the challenge of that and the downfall of that is that there are companies who will take advantage of that because they know that we'll do it right like for all the people who are really angry about the gold price number one i think almost all the people who i saw were upset about it subscribed to game pass ultimate anyway so it really didn't affect them (laughs) but if they didn't Mm, I think all of us would have begrudgingly grinded our teeth and paid the price anyway. For the most part, yeah. Am I wrong?
0: I think. So. Well, uh, I wouldn't pay one twenty. No, but I think that would force me to start becoming a um, deal seeker. Yeah, I wouldn't pay one twenty. No, um, but what I do think is fair. I think the price of a game, sixty bucks for a year, I think is is totally fair. It's funny. I say that now, but, um, so <laughs> we got my mom a switch and I was trying to get her added onto a family plan and our Discord super nice where people have open spots, uh, for family plans, but no one had a spot open. Um, so I just got her her own plan. And then I was like, I was like, Hey, I have extra room on my family plan. Um, because you know, I'm already on this one. And then, you know, Danny was like, well, hey, leave ours so I can have someone join ours. And I was like, okay. So I joined my mom's, but I found out that it's not a family plan. You can link family accounts. So I'm paying what it is, 12 bucks a year for hers. But then when I saw how much it was to add me so I could use hers, I was like, I'm not paying that. <laughs> so now <laughs> I don't have a Switch Online account, but my mom does.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't deem it like worth it. I was like, in, I don't even know what it was. It might have been like 25 bucks a year. And I was like, I'm not paying that. <laughs> I used to get it for free. <laughs> I think the family
1: plan is 20 or 25 Yeah. yeah, a year.
0: So for the greater good, I, 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 I gave up my – this family account that I didn't even need to give up because I was on someone else's family account. So now I don't have access to online gaming on Switch.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the web's really... We well, and it is interesting because I always wonder, too, about... You know, I have Game Pass Ultimate. I can't tell you the last time I played an online game on Xbox.
0: I keep trying to get you to play Xbox games with me, but...
1: <laughs> I know. I and I... Mm. I mm, mm -hmm. yeah, I should I actually, so bad my Xbox has not been hooked up since I got my PS5
0: since you, yeah, you unplugged it to try to play Extra Life games with me and I don't think you've plugged it in after that
1: yeah, I have not plugged (laughs) it in since then yeah, so
0: that's okay, you don't have to play your Xbox no, I
1: want to though, that's the thing I just have to I think it works
0: out better for you because I've been buying more games on PlayStation because I know that there's a chance (laughs) that we'll get to play the same game and when I heard you bought Immortals, I was like, Kyle, oh, I already bought it on Xbox. Well, no, and the only
1: reason <laughs> – I know you did. And the only reason I bought Immortals was because I was talking about, like, family video is going out of business. So, like, my family video, I got it for, like, $9 or something. Yeah, like, that's a good It cost price. me, like, nothing. <laughs> and I was like, well, PS5 version – because that's the thing, right? Like, for better or for worse, like, I don't have a Series X or S, so I'm still playing on my, you know, old piece of crap Xbox One because <laughs> that thing is so bad. Um but, you know, it's just that hard decision of, like, could I play this on a next-gen console, or could I play it on a last-gen console, so...
0: Yeah, no, and I respect that. I would do the same thing. If I was just... If I was in that situation, I would be playing probably all my games on my PlayStation.
1: So... But like I said, I uh, I, I did not... Uh, I wouldn't have bought in Immortals other than I got it for $9, so... Because, hmm. like, and it was also, it's also physical. Like, I, I try to not buy physical games, um, because I'm way that, cause then you don't have access to them, so... That's the only reason I picked it up.
0: I hear you. Well, that's Sad a very roundabout way for business. us to answer that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's good. it's good. But I
0: think where we it, land, we're 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 both okay. F- certainly paying what their prices already are. Yes. Um. Definitely. And you, I think you definitely have seen more value than I, because I am more reluctant to play with people I don't know, um, unless it's like. With like when we played with your friend when you played Call of Duty, and he was cool and I liked him and I would play with him again, but that's like my my extent. Like I'm not playing twelve player online multiplayer games too much. So the most people I'm meeting is maybe one extra person <laughs> for like yeah. gameplay. Yeah. So
1: well, hey, I mean you could play that really cool new uh, Resident Evil Eight multiplayer game, right?
0: The Resistance thing.
1: No, reverse? Oh, reverse. Ah, uh, Yeah.
0: That's going to be that looked like that looked like uncharted multiplayer, which was just for me a horrible experience.
1: <laughs> no, that didn't even look like uncharted multiplayer because uncharted multiplayer at least was okay. That looked like why did anyone ask for that
0: game? <laughs> it looked real bad. I will agree. It with looked you. real
1: bad. <laughs> but hey, maybe Resident Evil 8 will still be great. Anyway, anything else about uh Xbox, the reverse course, any of those good things?
0: Uh, I think if we want to take some good out of this weird, bad, weird news is uh, they did the right thing as a company and they were, and they're not the first to do it, but it is nice to see someone take responsibility for a mistake or at least a perceived mistake. I also know there are people out there comparing it to like EA and uh, and Bioware and I don't think it's, I don't think it's even remotely a comparable because you're taking an artistic element and changing it versus a pricing plan. However, you're out, you're entitled to your opinion people out there, but I don't agree with you on that. Uh, it's nice to see them put a positive um, spin on it and apologize. Like that's the, the big boy thing to do from the big boy company. You know, that's me talking to my son too much. You can be a big boy, <laughs> <laughs> big boys poop on the body. <laughs> Spoilers for one of my topics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my first topic this week uh, is the news that came out on Friday because, you know, all good news comes out on Fridays, uh, is that Vicarious Visions has been absorbed, I guess would be the best way to put it, (laughs) uh, into Blizzard so what does this mean for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Crash, Spyro, and Blizzard? So for those of you who don't know, Vicarious Vision is a uh, studio who has been owned by Activision for a very, very long time. Uh, they probably are best known for, they did have done a lot of support work and a lot of port work, but then also did a ton of work on Skylanders. Um, and that's really what they were known for was their work there. Uh, but recently had done things like they're the folks who uh, did the Crash Insane trilogy, and then also did the remasters um, for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One, One and Two. Uh, and the news came out that they are now all, all two hundred plus of them uh, are going to be become basically part of Blizzard. Uh, including the fact that their studio head has been promoted to Blizzard executive vice president, oh. uh, the studio head Jen O'Neill, and she will be reporting directly to Blizzard president Jay Allen Brack. Um, this all coming from GameIndustry.biz. So this created quite the stir uh, when it happened. So first off, Josh, before we talk about the Blizzard stuff, Tony Hawk Pro Theater One and Two crash. Um, you know, Vicarious Visions had really seemed to be doing a great job, like really seeming to ride high and, and people were really like, loving the the stuff they were doing. What are your thoughts on that studio? Now, uh, not getting to make any more games like that.
0: I'm looking at their catalog. I didn't realize how many Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS games they made or yeah. how many terrible license movie games they made. Uh, so overlooking that um, they definitely did. They did X-Men Legends 2 on the PSP, which I thought was great. They did Doom 3 on the Xbox which is a port, but it was still a good port. Um, I think the Sh- the Shrek games are pretty well regarded.
1: Did they do Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2? Or uh, did they
0: just port it? I'm not there yet. Uh, they did Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the PSP.
1: Okay, so they ported. Okay, they ported. It yeah, the um, they're pretty I like, good like handheld developer. <laughs> okay, I was like, I feel like I remember their name being associated with that in some way. So yeah, it looks like a
0: lot, a lot, a lot of their stuff is portable ports, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. if you're good at that, that's great. And if you already have Tony Hawk under your belt, uh, he, I mean, that's a that's more achievements than most people will get. Most studios will get in their entire like lifespan. Um and they did yeah so there's some bad stuff in here too uh well how what do i think about them not doing games anymore uh you, we're in a time where we want to see more studios we don't want to see less so it's a bummer i think in that regard but um i think that that just means that they're going to take these people these talented people and put them into other roles and hopefully they're able to pump out what you know, the same t- type of quality games they were putting up before. But really, if you look earlier than Crash Bandicoot, I mean, you're only looking at besides Skylanders pretty w- low reviewed score games. Yeah. Uh, with the exception uh they did do Ultimate Alliance two, not one. They ported one, they did two.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I thought they had that I was asking about two. Okay. And I yes. thought they had done two. Yeah, okay. They did
0: two. Uh for PS3 and 360. So I mean, they've had some like their last hit before in the Insane Trilogy, which is a remaster. So before Tony Hawk, um, was seven, eight, nine, nine years before Tony Hawk.
1: But the Skylander games, like there was a there was a group of people who really enjoyed Skylanders.
0: I 100 percent agree. I'm not, i I guess I don't want to I don't want to slight them for that, but it was you only know. Skylanders for ten years. It was so, it, and, But <laughs> if you're like evaluating as like a company who was right invested in Toys to Life, and Toys to Life died five years ago, <laughs> like yeah. where do you like actually six years ago? Because I was working at Toys R Us when Toys to Life died. Um, it's I don't know. I mean, I can see I can see that I don't know. I I don't know what I'm trying to say. I see why they were acquired and and maybe that. I don't know. I can't imagine they were making a lot of money. So maybe they were just needed support financially.
1: Well, I mean, they've been an Activision studio since 2005. So they've been with Activision for a oh, long sorry. time. Oh, sorry. You're right. They've Activision. A, yeah, they've been an internal student on in Activision for a very, very long time. But it was that they were just doing the work on Skylanders and things like that mm-hmm. for Activision. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think the biggest, like you said... Losing studios now is a bummer because having more studios means we get more cool, creative things. Hopefully, the biggest uh, revelation, I guess, for me about all of this is, is how much trouble Blizzard must be having right now. And maybe this is me reading into things. And there's been some other articles that have come out. I think Jason Schreier has something over on Blueberg about how yeah Blizzard is in a rough spot right now that they they are really struggling with development uh the team that made World of Warcraft 3 Reforged um has been disbanded that was team 1 that was doing a lot of their uh development on retro games and st- they were doing stuff on StarCraft 2 um and then also the team that was going to be you know working on a rumored Diablo 2 remake um apparently Vicarious Visions is now the team that has been working on bringing Diablo 2 back Um, and, you know, I think of, I talked a little bit about earlier, I'm a big Overwatch fan, like Overwatch 2 was announced at, you know, BlizzCon 2019. Yeah. 2020 happened, nothing. (laughs) 2021, they have said we're going to get news in February 2021 when the new BlizzCon happens. But all kind of insiders and things are saying that that game is nowhere near ready yet. So what have they been doing? Like, (laughs) what have they been working on? You know, because, you know, as someone who loves Overwatch... I could tell you that the amount of content we have gotten in the last year has not been much. And I know, obviously, COVID ha- is happening. And that is making everything more difficult. Yeah. But, it, you know, insiders are saying that Overwatch 2 is probably a 2022 game at this point.
0: Which... Where is yeah.
1: Diablo 4? Or the mobile you know, game. Like, yeah, the mobile game. Like, <laughs> obviously, they just had the World of Warcraft expansion come out. They had Shadowlands come out. But it just seems like Blizzard has just kind of, you know, this studio that everyone loved. Everyone loved and now they have the stuff with Hong Kong and then they have you know the mobile game and Diablo's nowhere to be found and a new Overwatch is nowhere to be found like what's what's going on with Blizzard Josh is this a company we should still have confidence in
0: Yeah I mean I think we should have confidence in them because they've been making a lot of moves to hire people that would be able to help them it seems like right like bringing all these like um I think Ibarra has just been tweeting constantly about the progress that, that Blizzard's been making ever since he started. And that was a lot more information uh, publicly that you were getting before that. Um, so, I don't know. You know, I don't know about Vicarious Visions because I'm reading more about it. And they didn't even do Skylanders. They just did ports. It was uh, <laughs> Toys for Bob who did Skylanders.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. So okay. all the Skylanders yeah. stuff
0: they did wasn't even by them. It was just ports of the games. So I'm not trying to well, slam Vicarious Visions. I'm just reading about, <laughs> just reading about it. And
1: maybe Blizzard needs help porting all these things from PC to console. Hey,
0: I mean, getting so getting um, Diablo on phones. They did a lot of mobile games. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Blizzard definitely supports mobile. Hearthstone's big on mobile. Um, I think there's rumors of Diablo two remaster coming out. Hey, Vicarious Visions, <laughs> bread and butter.
1: <laughs> well, and that's supposedly who is working on it now is them. Perfect. And has been for a bit at <laughs> the time. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> sorry. So I yeah, I, I don't I think I'm disappointed in Blizzard, but I don't think I'm worried about uh if if they hadn't made any acquisitions or hirings in the past five years or two even and and we hadn't heard like I think One of the biggest problems is there hasn't really been any – like, sure, Mikey Barr is tweeting about stuff, but we haven't heard anything. They haven't come out and give us a teaser, an update, a a CD Projekt Red Yellow card update, like, nothing. Like, they're just – I don't know. Are they staying quiet and hoping people forget that they promised these three huge games two years ago, three years ago now?
1: Right. Right. What do you expect to hear at BlizzCon then in February?
0: I I don't know what I expect to hear. I think what we have to hear is release dates. But they can't mess around. They can't give us Cyberpunk release dates. They have to say – And, you know, I really think that there's room for transparency between studios and consumers. Mm -hmm. If they just come out and say, hey, you know, we goofed. We showed you Overwatch 2 too early. We're still working on it. We need more time. And yes, COVID is partially responsible for it, but people are not going to give them breaks for COVID. Uh, I know that they probably deserve it, but everyone is so angry now about studios blaming COVID. And I, and I think they're legit like complaints. We've never experienced anything like this, but people just don't believe it anymore. And you know, they just, uh, certain people, you know, the loudest voices on the internet don't believe it anymore. So, I think you can't use that as an excuse, at least to buy sympathy or anything. You know, you have to get out there and say, you know, you're getting Diablo Immortal before you're getting Diablo 4. Sorry, but it's just the way it is. If you don't want to play Diablo Immortal, you don't have to.
1: But Diablo 4 will come for you later. Right.
0: Um, you know, you know they're really good at messaging at BlizzCon. They're really good and at, at putting on a great presentation. It's clearly going to be way different this year than it usually is. I guess unless they want to be like the NFL and still put on a huge event and allow right. people to come. Um are like googling states, which states don't have COVID laws where I can have two thousand people in one room. Um, but yeah, they they just have to come out with a solid message about their plan and where they are and even like sometimes you know we get like these teasers for pixar films and all it is is um sell like drawings or pencil sketches of scenes and they just have the animators talking about it like just give us something like that or show us our overwatch 2 tutorial level and show us three characters like just do something where you can show people that you've been working on the game and still coming along but you want the best Product available, uh but yeah, it's gonna be uh tough for them to pull that off.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very worried. I, hmm, we'll see. I, I'm bummed about vicarious Visions not doing anything else like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or Crash because I, I thought those games, you know, were pretty darn good. And it's nice to take some of those old games and, and brush them up a little bit, clean them off, you know, yeah. give them all the new fancies and. To have a whole studio who is doing that now no longer be doing that it is a bit of a bummer. But hopefully this is what Blizzard needs and will help ensure that these their future games are are really good, uh, or, or better than they were going to be. Um, but I do think, like I said, that it it, it indicates that things at Blizzard, I believe, are, are probably not going super super well. Maybe Vicarious
0: um, Visions will re uh, and will bring back Warcraft Adventures. <laughs>
1: now. <laughs> maybe maybe that could be a thing we're still waiting for that game yeah <laughs> i don't am man i wonder how many people blizzard employs and how many and i know they had the layoffs last year at the beginning of last year like a year ago yeah um but i wonder how many people blizzard employs and how many like new people this is uh i because part of me is like i'm wondering how many people my office would have to hire to have the same percentage impact of of what this is and i'm guessing it's probably less than one <laughs> But I could be wrong.
0: I don't have an up... The last updated number is December 2019. Oh, okay. It was 9,200 employees.
1: 9,200? 9, uh-huh. Well, yeah, so 200 people, honestly, is kind of a drop in a bucket.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, 92 to
1: 9,400. I mean, obviously, that's still a g- growth, but that's not, you know, going from even, a th- you know, 1,000 to 1,200 or anything like that. So, whew, 9,200 people. Or about their...
0: Yeah, they had 9,000 suspicious. employees in 2020. Hey, yeah, look, if I just suspicious. add extra things to my Google search, it comes up with the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> Excellent.
1: All right. Anything else you want to talk about regarding Vicarious Visions, Blizzard, Activision, any of that good stuff?
0: I have fine memories of their logo. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah,
1: gotcha. Well, and who knows? You know, maybe Tencent's going to buy Activision anyway, so we'll have to wait and see. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Oh boy. A <laughs> majority stake. they Are gonna go for a hostile takeover? Hey, yeah. someone just someone just bought ninety percent of our shares last night. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> What's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the big rumors is it's gonna be take two that they do that too, but we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I think it's gonna be some probably like um oh shoot, uh blue hole? Yeah.
0: Blue hole, huh?
1: Isn't it blue hole the folks who make um Because there's PUBG Corp. Isn't it Blue Hole that Maybe. owns them? I don't know. I think so. I just think about my next topic of like mobile games. They have a whole bunch of mobile games and stuff too. So I think just from a ten cent perspective, yeah. that seems to make more sense to me because it's it supposed could be a South Korean or a US company and they're South Korean. Hmm. So I think it's Bluehole. I'm going to feel bad if it's not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's your next topic, Josh?
0: Well, Kyle, Pegasus Spiel, who publish um, a lot of good games, one of the games I crowned uh, of Amara, which I was really excited to finally get. They uh, have revealed they are releasing a a very specific board game into the U.S. hobby channel. This is via ICV2 Pegasus Spiel Reveals. Poo Poo Pets, a family dice game by Sophia Wagner, is coming in quarter one. In Poo Poo Pets, players have a number of tiles in front of them depicting specific dice results. Each player attempts to roll the dice combinations that their opponents have in front of them using six dice. If a player scores a roll that matches a tile, they get to press the squeaky toy poop and pause the game so they can leave and make a bowel movement. Oh, wait, no, that's just in my head. So they can take the combination tile they they rolled from their opponent. (laughs) The last player with tiles in front of them wins the game. For two to four players, this is definitely going to be in the Target Kids board game section because it will be $20. It's 15 to 25 minutes. But Kyle, I'm only bringing this up because I thought it would be real fun to go through other poop board games that exist.
1: Okay, let's do it. I'm assuming you have a list.
0: I I have even better. I have a Google search of available to buy today poop board games.
1: Excellent. Let's I'm not going to promise that content, I won't buy one. Only the best content on board with video <laughs> games.
0: Okay. Now, there, I, I think it's so bizarre to me that this is a thing. When I was a kid, we had no poop board games. And maybe it's just like the prudishness of America is changing a little bit. Could be. But I'm trying to think of when you're a kid, can you think of any like inappropriate board games or games you would have played?
1: Honestly, the most quote-unquote inappropriate thing like that I can think of, and it's not even inappropriate, is like garbage pail kids.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, that was a big, that was a big thing.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, like that's like the closest thing I can I can put together for that.
0: I'm gonna tell you my worry about these poop games as a father.
1: I would love to know it because I have a thought in my mind, but I want to hear what you have it's to say. It's teaching kids to play with poop. That's what I was <laughs> Because you know some kid's gonna be uh, see poop on the ground and be like, squeeze it. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, that's totally gonna happen, right? My
0: literal nightmare. We've only had one poop nightmare in this house, and I think I told it on the podcast. <laughs> uh and then I we haven't had a repeat, uh, I'm certainly not inclu- introducing my son to Flush and Frenzy, uh, which comes with a plunger and a poop that you're supposed to catch in your hand as it shoots out of the toilet. <laughs> The goal of the game is to catch a flying poop out of a toilet with your hands. Your bare hands. Not only is this like a COVID nightmare, but... (laughs) Uh, That's from Mattel. They have a couple different versions. uh, Okay. But they're all the same title. We have Hasbro has Don't Step in It. uh, Where you play play Blindfolded.
1: Oh, okay. It's not teaching you to
0: not step in it. We have a game... I uh, called Shoot the Poop, uh, which comes with a toilet with eyes and a smiley mouth. And you're shooting poop into the toilet.
1: Well that's good, right? Teaching kids to poop in the toilet, uh-huh. right? Sure. Well as long no. I don't think they're to flinging poop first it and pick in. it up and then yeah, throw it. <laughs> it's
0: throwing it in. We have Doggy Do the game. Now I should be I wanna be clear. I am not reading how these games are played. I'm just going if if it shows it on the box side, I'll tell you. So I don't know how you play do, but I have a feeling that I know. (laughs) We have National Parks Junior Poop Tracks. So at least that's educational, I guess. We have Don't Step In It, Llama Poop Edition. So it's little balls instead of big human poops. (laughs) We have Pooh, the card game. We have Who Pooped, a matching memory game. Cardinal Poop, the potato game. I wonder how that's worded. Cardinal poop the potato game? Cardinal poop the potato game? Cardinal poop the potato game <laughs> I don't know. I like that one the best. Okay. Cardinal poop the potato game. Uh Chronicle Poop Bingo. That sounds fun. Poop the game. <laughs> Dino Dump game. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Too many poops card game. Poopy head game. Oh, Cardinal Pass? Wait, Cardinal Pass the Poop game. <laughs> He's back. Cardinal's the developer, I'm going to guess now. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now that there's two of them. uh, Don't Step In It, Unicorn Edition. Oh, Doggy Do, board game with an actual doggy and a leash. The floor... uh no, why is the floor is lava in here? <laughs> the floor is poop. <laughs> Save the poop. Poop games and toys. It's a hilarious poop fishing game where there are poop hooks, and you have glasses with a hook on the end, like a nose, and you try to (laughs) plunge it. (laughs) Toilet trouble, poop party pooper edition, the card game. Don't step in it, reindeer edition, and I'm sure many, many more. Kyle, do you think there's too many poop board games out there?
1: That's, this is way more than I thought there was going to be. I'm not going to lie. I thought there was going to be like two poop games, but apparently it is its own genre. Here's a good one. Um,
0: inflatable ploopy ploop game. <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. A
0: life-size inflatable toilet. And a like a twister mat. <laughs> poop kawaii.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's uh, poop. That's the other version of poop the game.
0: <laughs> fishing for floaters. Fishing game. Oh, goodness
1: gracious. <laughs> Josh, how many more of these are there? I don't
0: know. I just discovered a whole new, uh, <laughs> a whole new, like, do- duty head game.
1: Well, I think that, you know, I, I, while I appreciate going through all the poop games, uh, <laughs> how, how likely are you to pick up, uh, Pooh <clears throat> pets as a game to play with your son? I
0: gotta say, I, I'm pretty much plumber pants, the game. Um, I'm pretty much not the type of dad who's going to tell my son not to get things. <clears throat> okay. I don't know that I want to introduce poop board games into those. But I think my, I think my reason is a good one. <laughs> I don't want to I encourage playing with poop. Now, if he's, a valid reason. if he's eight and he thinks it's funny and he wants to get a poop board game – that's fine. You're old enough now to know you shouldn't be playing with your poop. If you're not, then that's, that's on me. That's not on you at eight. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But no. Um, and I am sure once he starts having play dates and he starts talking about playing the poop game at another kid's house, I'm going to have to react rationally. <laughs> now, nah, Jameson, what do we learn about poop? We don't what? <laughs> Pick it up, lick it, throw it. <laughs> Squeeze it,
1: throw it.
0: Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. That's me bringing my pot of humor to the podcast.
1: Uh, excellently done. Excellently done. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick interjection here. Uh, remember when we talked about how there was a uh, Magic the Gathering Black Lotus card that's going up for auction? Yes. Um, Do you remember how much you thought it was going to sell for?
0: <laughs> uh... I remember being a low shooter on on the guess.
1: You were a lo- yep, you were a low shooter. <laughs> um so the previous card had I think our question was the previous card had been $250,000. Yeah, and it was whether it was going to be above or below that. Um I don't have a super super updated um number but the last number I saw in the auction was was that $310,000. Oh my goodness. So anyway There you
0: go. Well, you know what? Maybe if I was that one person who won Powerball or that one person who won Mega Millions, maybe I would spend... A million dollars in a Black Lotus just because.
1: <laughs> just because you can, yeah. All right, Josh, so for my second topic, you know, each year we have pretty traditionally done some sort of goal episode or predictions episode for the year. And with just the timing of everything this year and kind of how things have gone, we, we really haven't done that yet. But rather than break them into very specific episodes or very specific things, uh, and kind of tying in with the dreams analogy that I was using earlier, I just want to talk a little bit, Josh, about what your board games dreams are for 2021 and this is going to be kind of be like anything you want but it can be goals it can be talking about how much games you want to play it can be like your plans for kickstarters and how you're going to plan to you know decide whether you're going to buy kickstarters this year predictions of things that are going to happen in the industry uh so just kind of anything you might dream about when it comes to board games for 2021 I should want to take some time and you know, kind of. <clears throat> Be a little philosophical and just talk about where we're at with these things so josh twenty twenty one what are your thoughts board games are you are you thinking it's gonna be a good year not a good year what are your what are your thoughts on twenty twenty one for board games
0: uh i think i think we talked about it previously or we're talking about dreams maybe i dreamed about it uh <laughs> I think it's gonna be a rough year for board games. I think uh this is the year, right? We still got we still got new board games last year, we still got new mm-hmm. content. Um, and maybe people were like, how, why, how, but I mean publishing manufacturing-wise, it all makes sense. These are things most of the games are already done. They're sitting in warehouses or already in the US, like ready to be released. So 2021 is going to be The year where you're like, oh yeah, companies were shut down for months. People had to work from home, and then people had to learn how to work from home. And in the board game industry, (coughs) so I think we're going to see a lot of kickstarters because they know that they don't have to fulfill this year. They probably won't. I mean, some some that go now will fulfill by the end of the year, but that's not typical. Um, I think so. I'm backing. I decided to back um castles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's expected in December. Um, I have to check, but I don't expect them to hit that date because I think that that date is with the assumption that things are going to get back to normal. Right.
1: And I yeah, it is December and is I don't, what they're saying. Yeah.
0: And and I while I appreciate like the confidence I don't think that we're going to see that unfortunately Um, but that's okay I'm okay with that and I think that board games were kind of lucky when we're comparing to video games because generally I think if you're a board game enthusiast or hobbyist or however you want to define yourself you probably have tons of games you haven't played and it's and it's not as cult of the new as video games I mean there's still like that aspect of like, hey, look what just came in the mail, or hey, look what just came out and I got it. Like the showing off kind of thing, which I, I admittedly love to do as well. So no shade uh, on those people, but I think that this is going to be slow for every everything. Um, video games could be an exception, but we'll get to that when we get to video games. But for board games, I think, I don't know, like what, half the releases is what I would maybe guess? I mean, there's definitely going to be games that have been uh, being worked on for years. Uh, and that comes into my dreams of 2021. Um, but as far as like, what do, what do I think uh, as far as like, how much is going to come out or like what's going to release? I think it's going to be a pretty slow release here for board games.
1: I'd agree with you. I, I do think, like you had mentioned, we're going to see a a lot of Kickstarters with 2022 dates on them i also believe that uh, a number of our games from a year ago that were supposed to come out this year are going to not that it's unusual for games to be late or be delayed but i I think there's going to be a higher probability that games are going to be late and delayed from previous kickstarters i feel like we'll see less games released directly to retail just because it's so much harder to go yeah. to retail to buy games right now like going to friendly local game stores especially for that hobby style game is going to be much more challenging so it it seems like that's going to become less common and as a result i think it's it seems like it's going to be really I wonder if we're only going to kind of get the quote-unquote triple-A stuff for the most part. We're going to get the best of the best from all these companies. They're that they're that really going to focus on uh, the games that are going to sell well, that maybe are going to be a bit more expensive because they can't necessarily rely completely on volume of number of games to still keep kind of their business afloat, right? Like they're going to have to have a few hitters that sell well uh, to kind of keep things going. uh it seems to be... Kind of like it's gonna go, and I have a couple kickstarters I'm looking at. I haven't backed anything yet this year. I'm going to, have to make a couple of decisions on on some of them soon here, but I, I like you had mentioned. I have so many games I haven't played that while I want to be caught up on all the things, and like Darwin's Journey looks really interesting, um you know, and and is a game I want to play and is yeah moderately reasonably priced. Um, You know, from a designer who makes really heavy, thoughtful games, like that seems like a cool, fun option. Uh, But you know, this game is, you know, supposedly November of twenty twenty one. Is that game actually coming out (laughs) in November of twenty twenty one? You know, I I hope so, but who knows if if it really is. So, I I think you hit a lot of things right on the head there. I'm in agreement with a lot of what you had said and stated, and kind of what your thoughts are. Um, I know last year we had talked about how you know, we had played less games overall uh, for board games. You know, I had really a lull in the middle of the year, and it seems like you kind of just had a lull for most of the year, yeah. <laughs> as far as board games go. Is is that something you think is going to continue? Do you have a plan in place to try to play more board games? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I think we're more comfortable playing Skype games. Um, so, I already know we have Horrified lined up for a Skype night at some point. Um, yeah, I, my friend Jess got, he got root for Christmas, so he just played it and he loved it and I played I've been playing the digital game. So that's definitely something that we're trying to line up. I I think it's going to be it's going to be weird because if if everyone gets vaccinated and this thing goes away by their projected timeline, which I think is like the fall um or even summer if people are comfortable, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be like Play as many board games as we can, as quickly as we can, in case we never get to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it could become a lot of board games, right? Or it could just stay like me and my wife trying to squeeze board games in. Um, and if that's the case, then yeah, it's not going to be very many board games, unfortunately. But I'm still I'm trying to call games, and I can't even play games to call like the ones I don't want to keep around. So it's just it's so very difficult. Um, and I have big Kickstarter's coming in. Do I? I don't even know if Frosthaven's going to make this year. I know it's supposed to be one of my questions. Um, but I'm okay. Honestly, I'm in a situation where I don't want it to come this year because we have to finish our Gloomhaven campaign. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's in fact, I think I might finish my Gloomhaven campaign with Kevin and Lucas on Steam before I even get to play. My Gloomhaven board game again, based on the numbers that are are here. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, optimistically, I'm hoping to play a bunch of board games this year. Realistically, I'm going to guess I'm going to play 10.
1: <laughs> well, 10 isn't horrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not great. It's not, uh, it's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, I... We'll see. I started off the year really, really quickly, and then things have fallen off pretty significantly, mostly because uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. We're getting a new puppy.
0: Oh, you are. You didn't talk about that.
1: Yeah, in early February. So there's all these like tasky things around the house that we're like, we really need (laughs) to get these things done before we're trying to potty train a puppy. I had a literal eight-week-old puppy. Uh, So (laughs) things have tried to shift it as far as, uh, you know, (laughs) we're like, well, you play this board game. But, you know, my partner's got all the sewing she's trying to get done, and then I'm like, oh, I should really get this little house project done, and this little thing I should fix, and all of that good stuff. So that's been a lot of our board game time, and I, I for I, I think the good and the bad of it is, is once we have a puppy, uh, playing games where we we can, that's easy for us to be distracted in is going to be okay, right? Like, we right. have to sit around and watch it and make sure it doesn't pee on the floor. Um <laughs> so that'll be good uh and probably lead to a little more game time so i'm hopeful for that i am bummed though because you know i was really looking forward to foundations of rome which got delayed this summer yeah um you know frosthaven obviously is supposed to come out this summer but I, like you said we'll we'll see um there's been no update that's indicated it. it looks like it's going to be delayed, but who knows? Uh, But I haven't even opened Gloomhaven yet, so, you know, that's hey,
0: fine. So we got plenty of time. If it gets delayed.
1: <laughs> um Sony is supposed to show up pretty quick here, and I definitely want to get that to the table. Sleeping Gods is supposed to be here soon, as well as Oath. So, like, mm. I have a whole bunch of games that are supposed to be coming in soon, and, you know, there's... Uh, considering picking up Carnegie, which is a game that is also supposed to be out this year, um, mostly just because it's the same designer who did Twa and Black Angel, and and his games are really great, um, Xavier Georges. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it just I think it's going to be a weird game for board games. I I think especially unless we get to a point where conventions can be a thing again i'm going to be i'm going to be a little worried for a lot of board game companies because it's just i think going to get harder and harder the longer time goes uh to be able to move product to have to have games that people are going to be interested in uh because you know kind of like you had mentioned josh you know if conventions come back i think people are going to play games as quick as they can to make sure that they get some games played but if conventions don't come back it's like how many games are you willing to buy for the future Right? Like, well, someday I'll get to play this game. Someday I'll get to play this game. I think it's going to be a harder and harder thing to sell people on as time goes on. Uh, I think it's probably already kind of a hard thing to to sell people on. Um, So we'll have to wait and see.
0: Kyle, there's hundreds of listeners right now that are begging you to say what type of dog you're getting. So I'm just going to ask.
1: Oh, we're getting an Australian Shepherd.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're welcome, listeners. I know it's driving <laughs> you crazy because if my wife was in this room, she would be strangling me right now. Say, ask him what type of breed it is. Yeah, we're
1: we're getting an Australian <laughs> Shepherd. We uh we're planning to get one in the summer. Was the plan, uh? But the uh, the breeder we we're going with uh ended up having a puppy that was available earlier, uh. So we we decided to jump on it. Now we're it's a little we're a little bummed because uh we did not want its dew clouds removed. We didn't want the tail docked uh, or any of those things yeah. ha- to happen. Um, but since we were not um quote unquote first on the list like all of that stuff is already done because they do it like when the puppies are like two days old uh so you have to be like or two or three days old so you have to literally be like the first person like on the priority list to like claim your dog and then be like no don't do these things and then they'll leave them but yeah so that's a bit of a bummer but i'm sure it'll be just fine she's a she's the runt of the litter she's pretty cute so I'm sure I'll share pictures on my social media once we have her, so.
0: And the people will thank you.
1: So, yeah, but cool. Anything else about board games, dreams, 2021? Do you think, I mean, at at the end of the year, Josh, are we going to say it was a good year for board games?
0: Should I back this $1,500 board game table?
1: Sure. (laughs) I mean, it's not my money, so go for it. (laughs) What What do you want me to say?
0: No, I can't do it. I I was
1: gonna say, are you gonna is a fifteen hundred dollars table worth it for ten games?
0: I know, right? Well, you can cover it. You can use it as a kitchen table.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay.
0: (laughs) Clearly, that's what that's what I should be doing with my money. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, uh, my board game expectations for the year are just to play more board games. Um, I think we're lucky with board games. We we don't. It's not a. It's not a business where you have to be called to the new all the time, and most people have games they haven't played, or they have games they haven't played with more than two people, or they have games they've only played with four players. Like, There's a lot of different variations, and um, I'm not worried in that aspect, right? I I just want to play games, uh, and that's my issue, right? Like, My issue isn't not enough games get released, but I also understand for these companies to exist, they need to put out games and sell them, so I want them to exist. As well. Right. So, you know, uh I'll be happy with what we get. I just hope that uh oh, I really <laughs> I'm gonna make my board game dream of twenty twenty one it it's gonna be I'm gonna make it a reality. I'm gonna get Emerson back on this show. And I really <laughs> You're ask him about Metal I Gear. I need Solid. to know what's happening with Metal Gear Solid. And you know what? If it's not coming out I know he has copies of the game. I'm just going to go to his house and play games with him. (laughs) So I can say I played it. (laughs) Or the next time he's here for a convention, I'm going to tell him, bring it so we can play it. I'll give you $500 for an unreleased prototype copy of Metal Gear Solid, the board game. (laughs) No, I want Emerson back on. I want to talk to him about what's next for him because he's doing Foundations of Rome, but that's designed. That's that's in manufacturing now. I mean, there's probably like like tu- fi- like final touches and stuff he has to do. But I I have to assume he's working on a new game. And if it's not Metal Gear, I want to know what it is because uh, Century is wrapped up. So we know we're not getting any more Century games, at least in in the plan of in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I want to get in touch. I I mean, I'm probably just gonna email him and check in and see how he's doing, anyways. But I would love to get him back on the show and chat with him and see uh how he's doing and where he is. So that's my board game dream. <laughs> that sounds weird saying that. Uh I'd like to well, get more industry people on the show for us this year. Mm-hmm. Um and we are already we're gonna start off February ish. The start of February ish with a with the industry guest, uh which is exciting. Yeah, middle of February. Middle, of, middle February, of, the of February, second week of February. Yeah. Uh, so we'll announce that soon. Um and uh yeah, I wanna uh, uh work on on that for us too so if we can't play them we might as well talk to them and see what's going on um i'm really interested in talking to our guests about what their job has been like during covid as our guests job is primarily uh uh, customer facing so i'm curious Mm -hmm. how that has been for them so there's your clue to our guests you won't you won't guess. You won't guess. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Any any other thingies? Well. Are you looking at Metal Gear? Because I see you furiously I searching.
1: <laughs> I am looking it up, yeah. So it looks like it has been delayed to summer of 2021. Okay. As of August.
0: As of August. So <laughs> August of 20,
1: so, in August of 2020. Yeah. Uh, they delayed it to summer of 2021. Okay. And said that those who pre-ordered would be invited to a um, Tabletopia version in March. So the virtual edition of the game in Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia will come in March 2021. Uh, But they've also raised the price of pre-orders. The the final retail price of the game. So if you've already pre-ordered, they're not going to raise it. But the final retail price of the game is now $125. Oh,
0: okay. So that's $25 more.
1: Yeah. So... There you go, yeah. <laughs> cool. So Josh, this game was announced in 2018, right? Was that 2018? This game was announced. I feel like almost the entire time. I think it was 2018, and then it was in 2018 it was announced for 2019 release. 2019 they delayed it 2020, and then in 2020 they delayed it to 2021.
0: Yes, I mean there's a lot of story to tell in Metal Gear game.
1: <laughs> and here's the thing: I
0: can't imagine. As
1: we just talked about, Josh, we have a ton of games to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm not disappointed i'm not i wanted it to get done that's my biggest worry. my biggest worry is it won't come out not that it won't that it's going to be delayed my biggest worry is that it won't come out i can wait i don't have anyone to play the metal gear game with right now so i can wait and it's going to be hard to find <laughs> i don't know that i can introduce the metal gear board game to my core gaming group because two other <laughs> yeah, people will true. know what the game is <laughs> oh i guess i could just not tell them it's based on a video game you could. That's a smarter move. Here, hold this 120-page game manual <laughs> while I open the box. <laughs> uh, we're not playing this tonight.
1: <laughs> so, in January of this year, oh. There and this is all on the BoardGameGeek. Uh, basically someone had asked um on the Metal Gear Solid board game forum, "Yo, is there going to be an update?" Uh, and Emerson said that he has is encouraging IDW to give an update because he thinks it would be helpful, um, uh-huh. but it is up to them to do it. Oh. Uh-huh. So... But no, he. But he did like give some feedback on some things, and so it sounds like yeah. it's still like definitely in development, and, and things are going. Someone asked about um, will accounts still be charged in March twenty twenty one and release of summer twenty one, uh, and IDW said we'll we'll be giving plenty of notice before cards are charged, and if there are, are any alterations to the current schedule, but did not say whether or not the schedule is changing. So they said it's still the current schedule, so I guess that's a good thing. So it looks like maybe it's on track
0: for this time? There's like people's credit cards have expired since they pre-ordered the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's always the worst when that
1: happens. Like When you back a Kickstarter, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this thing. You're like, shoot. Are you pre-ordering it? Yeah, that's always a bummer. Cool. No, I think that'd be a great thing, and I I do agree that having some more uh, folks from the uh hobby on. I would like to also take a look at trying to find maybe some more un- that not super unique, but like people who have maybe different roles, kind of like you were just talking about. Like maybe yes. people who do graphic design, people who do like that kind of stuff. I think it might be fun to to kind of get some of them folks on too. So for sure. Cool! All right, Josh, so that was some fun stuff about board game dreams. What is your final third topic?
0: Well, let's round out the board games with some more board games. Uh, Yeah! I talked about this last week. I knew we were expecting an announcement. Um, So Plan B Games, who publish lots of games, but notably for me, Century uh, series, Uh, they announced a new game, and it is called Equinox. Uh, It is uh i want to say quote new unquote board game from reiner Knizia, which is pretty huge um set to release into retail in june uh it is a it's a rethemed version of reiner Knizia's colossal arena which i haven't played so this will be new to me um with two new creatures so uh, it has revised gameplay again this is from icv2 from jeffrey dom sanchez um Revised gameplay, new art. In Equinox, uh, forest creatures gather to write themselves, W-R-I-T-E, uh, into the legendary storybook. So I don't know if that means it's a roll and write, or if it's punny or misworded. <laughs> uh, no, because it says into uh, the legendary storybook. But there is only room for four stories to be added. Thus, a comp- uh, competition ensues, and players have to bet on power cards in front of creatures in order to influence the outcome. There are 14 unique characters uh, in the game, and only eight are used in a single game, which increases replayability. Uh, It's up for two to five players. Ages 10 and up. it plays in 40 to 60 minutes. It is, however, a $60 game, uh, but it will also be available in two different covers. You have a forest elk, and you have a a swamp thing. (laughs) Oh, I guess I have to get it's that Kyle. one, then, don't I? <laughs> I meant it as uh, endearing. It wasn't a slam, Kyle. <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't think
1: it was a slam. Uh,
0: <laughs> sorry. For people who don't know, in our Discord, our PlayStation Experience Podcast decided to to uh, cast each member into a DC character as the PS... VG podcast did it for Marvel characters in the past, which I'm already forgetting who they made me Marvel, but I don't think I liked it. Um, Ant Man,
1: I don't remember. I don't even remember. Was it Ant
0: Man? I, I don't remember. Um, but I put in. I said, please don't make me Robin, <laughs> and I vote Kyle for Swamp Thing because Kyle loves all things animals and a protector of the planet, and that is Swamp Thing. I got John Constantine, so I'm pretty happy with who I got.
1: <laughs> like that's that's a, that is a pretty good Who one.
0: I would have picked if I could pick. Uh yeah, so back on track. Uh very cool art. The box is very uh century esque, especially on the sides. It's almost identical um as far as design goes <laughs> uh so I mean if if you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I suppose. There's even gems, I think, on the cover of the Uh, deer one, where those are like pink and blue flowers. Um, But it looks really cool. Uh, I saw some pictures of the inside of the game. It looks uh, like it's in my my wife's wheelhouse, if that makes sense, the game she likes. Uh, The art is really cool looking. The cards are big, it seems, so it, it looks to be accessible as well. I think Plan B Games is very good at doing that, so uh, I know that Canizia doesn't necessarily translate to easy to learn and play, but this one might be an exception. So, yeah. Play me games unveils Equinox. Are you at all interested in this one, Kyle?
1: I am interested in it. It looks really cool. I think that despite my role as Swamp Thing and the fact that I do love the color green, I think I like the elk box better do you have a preference between the two of them
0: i think the alec one is more visually appealing like it catches your eye there's more going on yeah there.
1: i agree uh so yeah i thinking about i i've never played colossal arena but i do know that as a canicia game goes it a is well loved uh, but b also is on the easier side of his games mm. like i don't think it's a, a super heavy game uh, so i think this will still be a game that kind of fits in with the weight of what plan B games are. I think it's probably a little heavier um, than like their other games, but I don't think we're going to be, you know, um, having any mind melting going on as a result of playing this, but I think it looks really cool. I I like the other games that they've done. I like the production quality of their games. Uh, So this is definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on. 60 bucks. Isn't too bad of a price. Um, realistically when it comes to board games you know i pay more for that for triple a playstation <laughs> games now so i guess i shouldn't complain uh but yeah I, I i am definitely intrigued it's a kind of on the short list uh but yeah definitely something i am interested in yeah man i really i think i like the elk better man that purple box really pops yep i elk agree it's cool Ugh, sorry green swamp thing guy but <laughs> I wonder if we get to pick when we pre-order. Do we get to pick which one we want or do we just random get one randomly?
0: That is a good question.
1: I hope we get to pick. But realistically in the end, even if it's not the cover I want, I would still it's not like I'm going to be that upset. In the end, because it's just going to it's just going to sit in my bookshelf anyway when it's not being played, so it's not like everyone's going to be looking at it.
0: Yep. It doesn't even matter.
1: Anything else about uh playing Plan B's new game you want to chat about? No. <laughs> Okay, well, finally, on to my last topic. Finally, sorry. Finally. (laughs) No, I didn't mean it that way. I just meant as far as wrapping (laughs) things up. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry, we'll hug it out later.
0: Yeah, well, now rub it in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, we talked about board game dreams for 2021, so let's take a little bit of time to talk about some video game dreams for 2021. Obviously, kind of like before, this can be a lot of different things, but Josh, the one story about video gaming in 2021 right now seems to be delays, right? Games are getting delayed. We've been told to expect game delays. uh, We've really been, you know, the, the insiders are saying this is the games that have been delayed right now are definitely not going to be the last. So when you think of 2021, when you think of video games, what are, your, what are your dreams related to that?
0: I just want to play more games. It doesn't necessarily have to be new game. Well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be new releases. I just want to play more games. I literally discovered for me Torchlight 3 today. I, I had no idea I would love this series. So I've already missed <laughs> three games. Um, but that's the beauty of Game Pass, right? So maybe I should say my goal is to play more Game Pass games. Because, I mean, I started playing Torchlight 3. I was like, hey, people were talking about it. I downloaded it. And then I, I was like, I'm just how I play every Game Pass game. I'm going to give it 10 minutes. <laughs> if it doesn't hook me, I'm done. Uh, and it's great so far. It's, it's incredible. It's basically Diablo, but with a new story. And pets, like more cutesy pets. So I have an owl. Uh, Helping me fight zombies and spiders is really cool. And it has a really cool uh, um, leveling system and skills and stuff. I don't want to talk about that game forever um, because that's not what it's about. But it's about playing more games, right? Uh, Taking more risks, I would add. Like I bought Hitman 3, a game I would never have gotten because I just kind of – I played Hitman on the PC, the first Hitman. That's the last time I played a Hitman game. That's like 20 (laughs) years ago.
1: That's a long time ago, yeah.
0: And I liked it. It was third person, very close, like over the shoulder, third person at that point. Um, it was fun for the time, but Max Payne was also out at the same time. And that was more fun because it wasn't stealth. It wasn't sneaky. But I think I've matured as a gamer uh, where I like enjoy, although the mission I just did was very, it, it got real sloppy real quick and I kind of wanted to load it, but I just kept going through and I got through, but I was like, I'm not proud of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, playing more games like that, um, taking more risks on games, which Game Pass will also help with. Um, and I'm going to try not to put too much weight into any game release. Because I think that was a big problem for everyone in 2020. Like, everyone's already depressed and frustrated and stressed. And now... Uh, I'm not going to say that people shouldn't have l- been looking forward to Cyberpunk, because maybe that was like what people were looking forward to all year. I know this year is bad, but I can't wait for Cyberpunk. You know, I feel bad for, for people like that. So I'm going to try not to get myself in that situation. I don't want to put any weight. I just, I mean, I just joined a f- fantasy game league, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to put any weight into waiting on games. <laughs> but... Uh, the irony, but I I think that what I would like to do is just kind of uh, I don't want to necessarily pre order specific things because I just think that leads to disappointment, right? So, like, hey, we're expecting Outriders, we're all excited about it. I'm still going to be excited about it because what I want to do is not let a delay ruin that excitement because the game could still be good if it gets delayed again it could be bad but if it was bad and it released on time it would still be a bad game and i still would have been excited to play it so i'm gonna just try to like temper my expectations with games and play a game when it comes out unless it's, like we coordinate because that's like we do that with a lot of our games now and we're like i know for sure i'm getting this game so i'm just pre-ordering it period. I get that but I think for the most part the games I'm excited about I'm expecting them to be delayed. And I just kind of want to keep that expectation so I'm not disappointed.
1: What are those games you're excited about that you think are just going to be delayed? Uh
0: I mean what hasn't been delayed already plus uh, God of War I think it's crazy that we're getting a 2021 expected release date for that. Um for Horizon Forbidden West uh I, you know I can't wait Mass Effect um, I, I like mass effect. I really wish it could just come out now. Cause I could play all three games before a new Maybe game be, came out. If that,
1: ooh, <laughs> man Coming out in January would have been so good for that. So
0: that's a game, you know, there's a lot of games that I'm looking forward to, but I think I'm just kind of trying to put those, like whatever super giant does next. Like, I mean, add it to the list. Like I don't even care what it is. Uh, but we, you know, I, I don't know. I still have all this stuff. I, I unlocked even more stuff in Hades. I thought I was, like, almost done, and I just found, like, I got pets. I'm like, what is a pet? What is this? So, like, <laughs> you got a whole new thing to do in this game. Um. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to just try to be positive and not be disappointed. Uh, I know that's a tall order, but I'm going to try it.
1: No, I think that's good. And honestly, my video game uh philosophy this year is actually going to be pretty similar to yours. I'm just going to kind of take things as they come and and not try to get too not try to like put these pillars of like, hey, I'm going to be doing this at this time and this at this time and this at this time, which is traditionally you kind of you know, I would take time off from work and I would do these <laughs> yeah. things when these games would come out that I was really, really excited about. Uh, and, you know, that's not saying I won't necessarily still do that potentially, but I'm not going to do it months ahead of time anymore. Maybe a couple of weeks ahead of time when it's like, OK, it really seems like this is actually coming out on this day. Because, uh, Josh, I mean, the medium hasn't been delayed yet. It's still for the 28th, so probably happening at this point. Um so I think that's going to be a lot of, of what I'm going to try to do is just kind of take things as they come. Uh, I, like you, I don't think, you know, I'm really excited for the next God of War. I really don't think it's coming out this year. Uh, so I'm trying not to get too excited about that. I do think Horizon will still make it. I do. But I think, you know, I was kind of someone who thought that might be an early game this year. But I, I do think because of COVID, there's a high likelihood um, that that's why that game is going to be a fall game yeah. at this point. Um, So because of that, I don't even really think they need God of War this year with everything else they got going on. But, you know, I'm excited about Ratchet and & Clank, and I, I think that will at some point come out. Uh, I had made the comment in our Discord a few days ago of, like, that's all I really want is a, is a Ratchet & Clank release date. Uh, but, you know, kind of like you just said, I, I got to stop worrying about that. It'll come out when it's done and when it's ready, and there's plenty of things to play. and I, And I have been doing a better job of really just... Fully, kind of going into a game and just kind of letting itself wrap its arms around me and be like, "Oh, Kyle, you like playing us, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do. This is great." Because, <laughs> um, like Immortals: Phoenix Rising, you know, I, I'm I think getting to the point in that game where. I think I'm close-ish to the end, um, so I have to make some decisions about what I'm going to do there, but we talked about before the show that you know February is going to be Hitman month for me. I'm going to go through the Hitman games because I've never played any of Hitman 1, 2, or 3, uh, but now we have all of those as options for us to play, so I'm going to go give those a, a whirl. Uh, So, yeah, I I think I'm just going to kind of go, not worry about the newest, latest, best thing, because for video games, it was something we were able to do much easier. We were really able to keep up um, with what all the really new hot games are. I'm just going to play what I want to uh, and really not worry so much now. Will I play Ratchet and Clank Day One? Yes, I'm going to play Ratchet and Clank Day One. Am I going yeah. to play Returnal Day One? Yes, I'm going to play Returnal Day One. But until we get to those points, I'm not going to worry so much about it. I have this really bad habit. Like two weeks before a game comes out, I like don't play anything because I'm just waiting for that game. <laughs> I'm like really yeah. looking forward to that game. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just not going to do anything. Um, and I think that's probably not the best way to kind of live those things. Um, you had mentioned, obviously, we you know God of War probably getting delayed. You know, you had mentioned potentially for Horizon as well. Do you think Halo is going to come out this year?
0: Oh, boy. The million-dollar question. I think it has to. Do you think so? I think it has to. I do. Do you
1: think at least part of Halo maybe is going to come out this yeah, year? Yeah.
0: You know, I have this really bad taste in my mouth with Master Chief Collection because like, I was all on board day one, and it was an unplayable brick of a game. like Almost put Cyberpunk to shame. <laughs> Because uh, they had to basically say, hey, wait, we'll do better. Give us two more, three, four more years and we'll get it out to you in in waves. Um, <clears throat> to the point where I wanted to play Halo 4 Donnie um, on PC during Extra Life and I couldn't because it wasn't even out on PC yet. <laughs> but it is now, <laughs> It is right? now. It came out like the next day. There we go. <laughs> um, so there's definitely issues, right, with Halo and the way they rolled that Master Chief Collection. So I don't want that for Halo Infinite. So I guess ultimately I would say if that's the alternative, delay it. But if they don't have all hands on deck for Halo for this entire year, they're doing something wrong. It has to come out this year. They ha it's on every box for Series X. It's true. Every box. It's prominently the whole back of the box. Like well, what?
1: Because it was supposed to be out already.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's the same thing. With Cyberpunk. There's gotta have been people in the studio who knew that this is a crazy idea and it wasn't gonna work work, because the yeah. game wasn't ready.
1: I <laughs> I might not even play Cyberpunk this year. The more I think about it, I just might I want not you to play it even... this year. I really do.
0: If you get a series X okay. this year, you have to play it.
1: Well, yeah, if I get a series X, we'll see if that happens. If I, get, <clears> if I can refine one when I I know, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe, who knows? I um still him and Han on what I'm gonna do about this PC upgrade, so we'll Ooh. see what happens there. But um. Oh, the reason though, I I said I don't know if if Master Chief or Halo, whatever you want to say, has to come out this year, uh, because you know we have those two other Xbox exclusives that are coming out that haven't been announced yet this year, and I think more than likely, right? It sounds like based off of you know Jeff Grubbs' chats on. The Xbox Empire, that probably one of those is Forza Horizon, right?
0: I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely going to be a Forza Horizon this year.
1: Yeah. So I think that's one of them. Do, what, do you have any inkling on what that other, I'm not as Indiana in, Jones. with Xbox <laughs> this year? <laughs> Man, how, how crazy would that be?
0: They're like, we're already done. They, we're they, it's, done. Just, it's It's an 8-bit side-scroller where you... No, it's, it's Wolfenstein, but they take out... What's his name? And they just put Harrison Ford. BJ. Yeah, they take out BJ. They just put Harrison Ford in there. And then <laughs> he's just like bad voiceover from Harrison Ford through the whole game. Because you don't have to change anything else in the scenery. He's going to be like, oh, yeah. robots.
1: <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a first or third person game?
0: It's going to be first person. It has to be.
1: Does it have to be?
0: I don't want it to be. It's machine games. It's Bethesda.
1: Yeah, well, but I know, but uh, I mean, Guerrilla did first person with Killzone and then did third person with Horizon.
0: That's true. Okay. You make a point. I I think Indiana Jones should be third person.
1: Right. And that's more of what I was... I don't feel like cracking a whip in
0: first person is not very satisfying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I hope it's third person. I just like third person games better, but yeah. Anyway. Anything else about 2021 video games, thoughts, dreams, predictions, anything else you want to talk about?
0: I want to replay Ghost of Tsushima and Division 2, I want to finish. If I'm thinking of backlog games that I've put too much time into even say, I want to play again.
1: <laughs> I w- do we want do we want to do something to hold one another accountable on these cuz I have a backlog game I really want to finish too.
0: Uh no. We just talked about not doing that. (laughs) Okay, okay. What's your backlog game you want to finish?
1: Man, I really want to finish Persona 5.
0: Oh, gross. Okay. Wow,
1: Wow. okay.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm only joking because I don't
1: understand it. That's fine. And I've grown up in a country
0: where (laughs) if you don't understand something, you're supposed to ridicule it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't understand something, so I'm going to make fun of it. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, that's the, no, that's the game. Every I've started that game so many times, and I, I think about it like often. of like, man, I really, really want to go back and play that. And then I start playing it, and I just get distracted by something else. And it just, I don't know, just hasn't quite hit yet. But, hey, we have some time until Returnal. You know, there are a couple games in February that maybe I want to play, but, like... Got a lot of time till Returnal, so let's see. But I got to do that Hitman stuff. I'm actually, and I say I got to do that Hitman stuff because I'm excited to do the mm. Hitman stuff. Like I played through the training level and stuff in Hitman yeah. Three, and I was like, "This is pretty fun. <laughs> like, why have I never really done this before?" The
0: first mission in Hitman Three after the training, boy, there's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> the boat, the, the boat, the, the training, training is just think? a boat. It's just like what, twenty five, fifty people. You're, I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything, but man, there's a lot of people on the first mission. <laughs> awesome. A lot of ways to mess anything up. Else about,
1: <laughs> anything else about 2021 in video games you want to chat about?
0: No, if you're listening, just try to be more positive in video games because God knows the industry needs more positive
1: consumers. It does, it does. And that's, and that's the, you know, that delicate balance between you have the right to be critical when you're a consumer if you feel like you've been cheated or wronged in some way, but uh these you know there's also real people making these games who are making the best decisions they can and and working as hard as they can to bring us a a game and a hobby we love so let's try to be positive when when it's the right time to be positive which is most of the time realistically like 98 percent of the time we probably should be being positive about way things are going yes so like the cyberpunk thing yeah that is probably a time not to be positive xbox live price like if you weren't happy about that probably not a time to be positive i guess (laughs) but and when i say don't not be positive i don't mean me be mean but yeah all right josh it is that time where we give our predictions for what is going to be announced on monday prior to this episode releasing on tuesday what is your prediction this week okay
0: i guess i can't predict that the medium will be delayed because it will only be four days from monday before it comes out (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right I think I guess what am I gonna say? We get a PlayStation Direct, what do they call it? <laughs> so we get a state of play announcement for next week. Maybe it's like it's either announced next week for the first week of February on Monday, I mean or it's announced Monday for Thursday. is my guess okay, to St- steal okay. some medium thunder <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could be that could be um. I am going to say that mine is also going to be PlayStation related, but, oh man, I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with because there's a lot of options, a lot of things I could say. I think what I'm going to say is that we are going to, on Monday, get a announcement for a state of play. However, this state of play is going to be very specific. And it's going to be all about one game. Yes. And that one game is going to be Destruction All-Stars. No. Because, that's supposed to, <laughs> because it's supposed to come out to P- in PS Plus in February. So we were going to get the lowdown on Destruction All-Stars. Yep, that's what I'm Not saying. Not on Ratchet & Clank. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wanted to be on, Josh. But I'm saying Destruction All-Stars. Or NAC be coming out. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah, okay. I really like that 2. NAC 1 oh, was not great. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't as bad as people said it was. Okay. NAC 2 was actually pretty good. Right. I really like NAC 2. You're, so.
0: you're hurting your credibility.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> I also like like Rise of Son of Rome or whatever that one Rise game was. And so jazz you punk. know what i going to do. Oh, Jazzpunk, <laughs> man. That's, that's the thing, too. Cool. All right. Well, with that, we're going to move on to our Well-Rounded Life recommendations. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to leave you with that one other thing we're currently into that's helping us live that Well-Rounded Life. Josh, what is your recommendation this week?
0: Well, my good friend, my recommendation is a movie called Bloody Hell. And in fact, they missed a good opportunity to make it spelled H-E-L instead of H-E-L-L because it takes place in Finland. Uh, (laughs) But... It is a streaming rental, so I I rented it on Google Play. I believe it's available everywhere. I think I rented it for five bucks. Um, it is a, I mean, it's probably genreized as horror. There's definitely horror aspects. Um, I think, I guess, maybe more thriller ish. Uh, I tweeted about it, and the, the actor liked my tweet, so I you know I feel special for a minute. Um, it's uh, the this main character i don't know how to describe it if you've seen the movie hostel it's not it's not like hostile per se but it has some like some of its like trappings of of a kidnap movie where i don't want to ruin the movie main character Does it have? okay you no could probably relate at least i could when i was younger Main character, starts. you start the movie, main character is in the bank waiting in line. He likes a teller. She's cute. He's making eye contact with her, she with him. He's starting to realize the line's not going to work out in his favor and he's not going to get her. So there's like this fun little moment. And then it's a very funny movie. Um, And, you know, he does the thing where he lets the person in front of him go so he can get to her. They have a cute little thing and then there's a bank robbery things happen um things happen more and and somehow he ends up going to jail for 8 years i don't want to say okay. how or why when he gets out uh the first thing he really wants to do is he he wants to get his stuff and he just wants to to travel he wants to get out of the country and he has he had a very specific way in jail to figure out how he was going to go to where he was and it ended up being finland so he goes to Finland. Uh, some funny things happen in between. So there's there's so many things I want to say about this movie. I need my podcast to be back where I talk about horror movies and spoil them. <clears throat> he ends up in in Finland. He ends up um, getting kidnapped and waking up in the basement of a family's home, and then that's kind of where the chunk of the movie picks up. Where he is awake. And in a home of a family. And I would say this movie is funnier than it is scary. Gorier than it is scary. But funnier than it is gory.
1: <laughs> okay. So here are my two, two questions for you. Does Are there any scenes involving a person and their Achilles tendon being cut? No. Okay. Spoilers are there any for and also spoilers for hostile. Uh, are there any scenes involving a human eyeball and a blowtorch? No. Okay. Good. Okay. Then I'm no. probably okay. I think the only
0: hostile comparison I take is it's stylized similar to to hostile, and that's probably because it takes place in a foreign country with an American. Gotcha.
1: Overall. Okay. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh,
0: I hope it comes to streaming services like for free for people to watch because it will get a wider audience. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go buy it on, on uh, Blu-ray, but I couldn't. It's not available for sale yet. But I wanted to support them more. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of fun. Donnie's actually watching it right now. He actually tagged me in our Discord that he's watching it now. So uh holding my breath to see if Donnie likes it. <laughs> And that's my recommendation.
1: Awesome! That is bloody hell, which is on streaming services that you can rent from. You can you can
0: also buy it, but or buy it. It's cheaper to rent it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So my recommendation is another documentary. Imagine that. This one on Netflix, a very cheery documentary called "Crack, uh, Cocaine, Corruption, and Conspiracy." This is on Netflix, and really what it does is breaks down uh, the crap. (laughs) Crap. <laughs> crack crack <laughs> epidemic of the 1980s and kind of everything surrounding that the nice thing about this documentary though uh is it doesn't look at it just from it, it it looks at it from multiple perspectives uh which is really interesting so it's not just about like crack it is about also like how did crack become a thing um in general but also like from a uh, sociological perspective from a economic perspective from a you know world political perspective like it really looks at it from a multiple facets but also tells you individual human stories about it so you get kind of this overview this broad you know 10,000 foot perspective on it but then you also hear real stories from real people um, whose lives were affected by it and it's just a really uh, interesting look at a time in America that was very uh, not great for a lot of people. Yeah, really great for a few people, and not great for a lot. Um, and and really kind of brings all of that full circle, and, and is a really interesting retrospective on you know 1980s in the U.S. Um, so this is on Netflix, like I said. So go ahead check it out if you're interested at all. Uh, crack, cocaine, corruption, and conspiracy on Netflix. Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up?
0: thanks for joining us everyone in addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at board with Fiji you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/ board with Fiji so feel free to give us a five star rating over there. Also if you want to communicate in the more long form or you're just not feeling social media please feel free to email us at board with at gmail.com We tag our stuff with hashtag board with VG, so please use that hashtag as well on all social medias. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone board With Video Games feed. (coughs) Yeah, there's a little clearing of the throat at the end for you. Should do that at the start, right? Uh, You can find me on PlayStation Network, (laughs) Xbox Live. And Twitch at Why so Serious? That's S-I-R-R-I-U-S. And I know I said I was going to do this, and I haven't done it, but if you want to play board games digitally via app or on Steam, let me know. Uh Discord is probably the best way to do that, but Twitter works as well. We already had a listener, or at least subscriber, uh, reach out to me yesterday about playing Sagrada on the app, so... I would love to do that, so let me know if I have the app. I'm game. If not, I'm game to investigate the purchase price. So let me know. Kyle, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on all of the usual places. Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, BoardGameGeek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming.